You're listening to Real Crime, the Movie Sleuth Podcast. Good evening, everybody. This yes. is uh, Jesse, Chris George, Michelle Kistner from the Movie Sleuth, and uh, we have with us today Roxy from Super Media Bros. Hello, 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 everybody. We've been oh. gone for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Two weeks. Two weeks off, but you know what? Everybody needs a break sometimes. Nobody <laughs> wants to listen to us for that long. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit different crew tonight. No Scott Lambert. Yep. He's uh, he's stuck at home. Yeah. Burning wood, <laughs> like usual. <laughs> So, anyways, this is uh, episode 82 of Real Crime. I'm just going to jump right into the news here Do really it. quick. Not a lot going on this week, but uh, oh, first thing I want to mention our sponsors, Flint Institute of Arts. I was out there last month. Really, really cool. If you I get heard. a chance, swing out there, see the place. Um, they've got a really cool theater there. They were doing a uh, glass blowing exhibit when I was there. Really, mm. really nice nice place to go um also want to mention projectorscreen.com as usual make sure you check them out if you guys want we do have a code for 10 percent off for anything you buy on there so nice in the news this week infinity war which we're going to be discussing tonight crossed one billion dollars worldwide That's in amazing in two weeks they deserve it they yeah. do deserve it Absolutely. Yeah. Record setting numbers. Definitely going to pass up Star Wars. Any numbers they've made the past couple mm-hmm. years. So, uh, kind of amazing, actually. Yeah. What are we projecting? I, I do want to preface this discussion about Infinity War by saying that uh, I, um, it, it, it's a lot of people might uh, invest a little bit too much in the hype over how much money Infinity War is making. So, I, I think some people might uh, have that. Uh, what do you call it? Michelle, you might know what I'm talking about, but like people just hate it just because it's making money oh, and it's because uh, it's popular. Yeah, and it's and oh. you know you're gonna think that it's supposed to be this amazing masterpiece of a movie like some Citizen Kane level shit <laughs> just because it's making money, and mm. and it is a great movie. Yeah. It really is a good movie, but but keep your expectations you know where they should be. It is yeah. a Marvel movie. It is a dumb blockbuster like cool fun movie, but it's the best. Anyway, sorry, I mean, I'm kind of rolling. It's on. hard because it's it is Infinity War to go in there without having big expectations, but you gotta remember that it's only a two-hour movie. And, yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. It's not meant to change your life, no. right? Yeah. It's a big budget blockbuster with a bunch of <laughs> guys kicking the shit out of each other. Yeah. I went and, and saw this billion dollar movie, and it was just cool. Yeah, it made, was amazing. Money at the end of the movie. <laughs> so. Uh, also, Rambo 5 is finally happening after like 10 years. Stallone hmm. is going to be directing and starring again as John and Rambo. Starring? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. He's Back be... in America again? Like, no, yeah. he's going after one of his friends is going to be kidnapped by the Mexican cartel. Okay. And he's going south of the border to kick some ass. Okay. All right. The last All right. Rambo was like fucking awesome, too. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I it enjoyed was... it. Other than First Blood, it was the best yeah, Rambo movie. It was really good. By far. Yeah. Burt Reynolds is making another comeback. He's going to be starring in Tar- Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is okay. pretty sweet. So actually some pretty good little news blurbs tonight. Also, Bill and Ted 3 is finally <laughs> happening. Good. I yeah. mean, we knew it was like going to, but it's, it's, gonna not, be, it's nice that it's official. It's yeah. going to be interesting to see. Uh, I don't think... 
like Bill and Ted is such a upbeat like movie. And you know, lately we've seen Keanu Reeves just play like these dark and demeanor yeah. characters. So it's gonna be interesting to see what his <laughs> energy level is gonna be. Back. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, Whoa. he's gonna rewind yeah, the clock like, like twenty it's years. It's just and... hard for me to just picture that again with him. No, I feel you on that. Yeah. Like you know, for with real. the time travel stuff, I bet you they'll like meet CG young versions of themselves. You know oh, how like shit. that's that'll be the... actually interesting. That'd actually be pretty cool. Hmm. So what else we got for news? Anything? Um, no new releases this week. We've got not much coming out. Breaking in, Life of the Party, and another movie called Revenge. I mean, there's like a million movies mm. called Revenge. Like, couldn't come up with anything better than that. So, no idea what it's about. It's called Revenge. So I'm okay. betting it's about revenge. Yeah, I think yeah, that's a safe bet. Yup. <laughs> A um, big twist of the plot is that it's not about revenge. It's not. <laughs> um, so suggested viewings for this week. Hopefully you guys have some. We did not let you know about this I portion. was actually kind of informed by yeah. Jesse. Oh, so. sweet. Yeah. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm terrible at informing yeah. people. Yeah. My suggested viewing this week is going to be Cobra Kai, the oh, yeah. Karate yeah. Kid uh, kind of sequel series that's on YouTube Red right now. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's like everything the other sequels should have been 30 years later, LaRusso, and, you know. I'm hearing guy. great things yeah, about it's, it. I'm, I it's like, really, really good. I know that it sounds unbelievable, that it could possibly be really good, but it is. Yeah. Apparently. I haven't seen it, so. but I, I watched the be. whole thing over two nights. In, it's like 10 episodes. They're about 30 minutes each. So, so YouTube Red is, is, yeah. has something that's worth it? Then? They have something okay. that's worth it now. Nice. Yep. Michelle, what do you got? Um, I'm going to go with Batman Ninja, which is coming out on Blu-ray Today. now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's getting kind of a lot of bad reviews because people d- didn't... <laughs> I don't know why they were surprised that a, <laughs> a Batman movie made by a bunch of Japanese people is really anime-like, but it is. It's the character designer from um, Afro Samurai... Um, the guy that directed it uh, does uh, the opening scenes and action stuff for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Nice. Um, like, it's like a dream team of Japanese people. They just let them do whatever they wanted. And it's like, if you're into anime and you like Batman, it mixes them together, like, perfectly. And, like, this weird, you know, mashup that somehow works. The story makes no sense, though. It's, like, ridiculous. But the action is really good. And it's like that uh, cel-shaded... CG yeah. hybrid stuff, which I usually freaking hate. I, I can't stand the way it looks, but it works in this because they actually got a director that knows how to use that style in a in a good way. Um, I could imagine that style getting better over time, but yeah. like you, I, I can't stand it. I hate it. Every time I've seen it, I it can't stand fugly. it. Uh, I've never seen a single thing that I like in it. Like Berserk, the new Berserk uses that style. Yeah, it's I, so oh, horrendously yeah. fugly. Yeah. Hey, they uh, are remastering or they have remastered that version of Berserk. Not, well, I mean, like they made it better looking. Yeah. You know, not the chunky, really like uh, uh, unrealistic physics and stuff. Yeah. I guess they fixed some of that and made it look a little bit nicer and re-released it as like a... I, I don't know, like a, I don't know what they call that redux or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I yeah. think so. <clears throat> Brock, you got a suggested viewing? So uh, this actually goes back to the video that we did. Uh, okay. Um, back with Super Media Bros. But uh, ATM, uh, the new uh, J Cole album that dropped, KOD. That music video, uh, by far, was one of the 
best music videos I've seen from J. Cole. I'm a huge J. Cole fan. I'm a huge Kendrick Lamar fan. But ATM, uh, the, the um, what's the word I'm thinking of? The symbolism of the movie, of the, movie, of the mm-hmm. video, uh, the colors, the, the the visuals, everything about that music video is really amazing. So have you- I if, second that. Check yeah, it out. If you haven't seen ATM, check it out. Definitely. Did you say ATM? ATM, yeah. like the cash machine. Yeah. yeah. I saw it. That's, that's a horror movie, right? <laughs> uh, I'm, if you want to say at the end, there's death. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Someone dies. <laughs> All right. Sorry. All right. So my suggested viewing uh, would be actually also a music video by this new deathcore group called Gravemind. So any fans of Halo out there, that's where they got the uh, name from. Nice. They have this music video called Lifelike um, that has this really strong sort of cyberpunk vibe to it the lighting in it and cinematography is really great it's actually a two three five um framed video so it has this extra wide look to it awesome color really good music um it's a new band and they have a fairly unique sound for deathcore deathcore gets kind of generic sounding but these guys have some color to their sound that i really like and the video is awesome that's cool. You got Grave me Mind, at, lifelike. Check you, it out. You got me a cyberpunk, man. We talked about <laughs> yeah, the yeah. cyberpunk stuff and love <laughs> cyberpunk. Me too. There's some cool shit. There's out not there. enough cyberpunk out there. No, there isn't. There needs. Uh, hopefully, there. You know, with the resurgence of all this shitty cyberpunk that's coming out, there's some good <laughs> stuff that'll come. Like definitely. You know. So, Infinity War. Oh, we're moving right into it. Okay, let's, let's just move let's, right let's, into let's it. We should probably say it. that there's going to be spoilers. Spoilers. Oh, so if anybody hasn't spoilers. seen this that's watching this, get out now. Yes. <laughs> you have been warned. You've been warned. Spoilers. Get out. I mean, I feel bad for the people that's going to come in in the middle of this. But well, hey. there's no. I mean, if you go into a podcast about Infinity War and you mad because you got spoiled, that's your own fault. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's. I don't feel so sorry for you. I want to get the pink <laughs> al- elephant out of the room real the pink quick. Pink elephant. Yeah. Before I for- right. forget about it. Okay. So there's 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 a lot of um, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you want to call it debate or not, but like uh, of how people feel about Thanos thinking that like the dude's got a legitimate plan or something. And <laughs> and while while I believe that Thanos is written pretty well and I, and I you there is some sympathy that it kind of draws out of the audience for his character. While he's written well, that I don't think that means that his plan is great or anything, or that like he has some kind of um, uh, as if his plan isn't morally reprehensible in some way. You know, like there's some people out there just think he's that he's awesome and that he's doing the right thing. Okay, I see what you're saying now. Yeah. I mean, you can understand his his idea. You can understand his plan. But it's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. that, like, you can understand why he's doing things. He's saying, you know, there's got to be balance. And he feels like this. that's what he has to do. He has to be the one to create right that balance. Yeah. But no, it's not a morally good thing that he's <laughs> doing. But you can understand as a viewer or as a watcher, understand why he's doing it. Like, he has his own internal logic that's, yeah. like, driving why he came to that conclusion. Like, he kind of <clears> does <throat> tests and stuff. Like, he did it on his home planet and he did it on Gamora's planet. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, it worked on the smaller scale, so, you know. It worked on two planets, so it'll work on the whole (laughs) universe. That's some pretty shitty confirmation bias, actually. It makes sense (laughs) to him. (laughs) Yeah. But on the overall scheme of things, you know, and people, like, I feel like are thinking way too hard into it. Like, he's a villain. Yeah. So, obviously, his plan doesn't make sense on, like, you know, a moral level. You know, he's kind of, he's crazy. He's Hitler, basically. Yeah, Yeah, he's space Hitler. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> but anyway, even though Thanos is fucking awesome, he's not fucking awesome. Right. His plan is is dumb as fuck. But uh, but with that said, it, you know, even though it is like dumb, I guess it is. He's still written well, I think. Very well. And you know, putting Josh Brolin into that role. Oh. I mean, having yeah. a great actor playing a great villain, uh-huh. you can't really go wrong. And honestly, there's so many shades of Darth Vader in that character mm-hmm. for me. I love it. I love it. In a lot of Infinity War, some of those like epic scenes, the exterior shots, reminded me a lot yeah. of Star Wars, for sure. Definitely. It had that like sort almost like a space opera vibe to it. It like I mean uh, Marvel is definitely going into the cosmic stuff pretty hard right now, and it's it's starting to get into into the territory where all these movies have so many characters. It's almost turned into a space opera. Yeah, and it's it's taken a, a turn too. Like uh, I got the feeling from Infinity War, like the overall theme of Infinity War is it's like sacrifice, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Thanos had to sacrifice so much. The, the heroes have to sacrifice so much. There's just so much sacrifice in this movie. I felt like that was like the over, the the overtone. You're right of the on film. about that. Yeah. I think. So, I mean, it's just the the turn of Mark. So everyone say Marvel is the uh, the happy go lucky is always a lot of humor. Yeah. And I know you you think there's a lot of humor in there, and I agree there's some humor in places that doesn't need to be, but they can be dark at times, and you know that's what I got. The feeling from this movie is the sacrifice. Speaking of, I, I, I like how uh, this movie, it felt like to me that Disney was okay with taking a few risks with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like that it had the balls to end the way it did. Yes. I love when it, ca- it cut to the uh, cut to black and you see directed by That's it. Uh, the Russo's. The villain one. I was like, yo, that ended just yeah. like that. The that bad was guy so wins. Great. Yeah, I'm so happy that Marvel and Disney had it the It literally balls ended with like Thanos <clears throat> sitting down smiling that uh-huh. he won. Yeah, he Everybody lost, he won. Yep. There's this girl I spoke to at a place that I frequent, let's just say, so I don't tell anybody where I'm this so location. But, <laughs> but there's, this, there's this girl that I speak to at this location that I frequent who is highly upset by the end of the movie because well, everyone dies and the bad guy wins. And I'm like, yeah, but that's why it's so great. Mm-hmm. Because they all end, you know, in a, like t- tied up in this nice little bow uh, for the for the good guys, and in in this way, it's tied up in a nice little bow for the bad guys this time. Yeah. And when you think about it, when if there's two movies, then uh, if you think about like the way you know a plot works with the the three acts, this is the second act of yeah. the entire uh, narrative of the two movies combined. So the the heroes are at their lowest point, which is, you know, and then it goes up again. So if you think of it that way, like just like that's why the second movie in a trilogy is always the darkest one, because mm-hmm. that's the second act, first act, second act, third act. I mean, I know this is two movies, but, you know, they're it's they're three hours long. That's the so. Yeah. so we're like at the dark, you know, point, which is a great way to end it because it, it leaves everybody wanting more, you mm-hmm. know. We're they at the Empire res- Strikes Back yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of wanting more, uh, the, the, the movie is a impressive exercise in restraint, I feel. As over the top as it is and as extravagant and spectacular as it is, uh, I was really impressed by the Russo brothers' uh, control of the script and, like, it didn't get too weird and, like, goofy into strange, unrelated subplots or anything like that. It stuck to its guns. It stuck to its simple, you know, villain plot, and it gave the audience everything we wanted in... uh, 
uh, as well. And they managed that story over the four or five different locations. Mm -hmm. All these different things are going on and nothing ever got mucked up. Mm -hmm. Most of the time when you do that and you get maybe a more inexperienced director, they can't handle all of that. Like, oh, we're on this planet, we're on this planet, we're on this planet and this planet all at the same time. This time, everything was congruent. Like You could tell there was fine detail to every part of the separate areas of the plot that Great were going tonal on. control yeah throughout. i went yeah I went to see the movie twice and you know the second time i was like all right i enjoyed it the first time this is where i just like try to pay attention and see if there was any loopholes or mm, yeah. anything i missed and i really couldn't find anything it, everything was well balanced and the story and plot lines everything just held up together so it's actually this movie i was just incredibly impressed i was blown away by the scope of what they did. Yes. You know, everything that Marvel was doing up to now, like, was totally solidified for me in this movie. How they had the 10 year plan, they had mm-hmm. the phases, and it was like, that's like masterwork fucking planning. That's, yeah, totally. And, and you know what? Everybody talks shit about Marvel being formulaic, and they are, but they were formulaic for a reason, is so that they could combine all these different movies into one single movie and it makes sense. Mm-hmm. There's, that's why they, all these movies have a kind of singular look to them. That's why their scores are kind of similar, I think. I think that was a purposeful thing they did so that it would have a cohesiveness when they combined it into Infinity War because Infinity War was what they were working towards. Right. Uh, but I it's don't... cool because all the other movies, when they're integrated together, they feel like one coherent thing. Like Guardians of the Galaxy has their own kind of feel for their movies. Mm-hmm. And they brought all their quirks from their movies into it. Black Panther has its own feel. You know, the mm-hmm. Avengers movies have that kind of more grounded feel to them. And somehow they combined all these elements into that felt like one singular film. Yeah, It like blew my mind that, that they were able to do that. And it, A, makes sense. You know, and B, no part felt like it was sticking out from any other part. You and, know? It, and it wasn't just that it made sense and that they fit a bunch of pieces together. Not only did they do that and then like they made sense of eight, ten years of movies, um, mm-hmm. but it was really good on top of it. Yeah. It wasn't just like a safe like, oh, we'll take these pieces and put them together and then we're done. Like they really made an awesome fun mm-hmm. movie out of it too that took some risks on top of it and talking about the pieces like the transitions like the theme songs so uh a scene where uh uh cap's talking about we don't trade lives for lives or whatever and then they ask uh well who can get the the mind stone out of, of vision's head he's mm-hmm. like i know somebody you hear the wakanda drums and yeah you, uh, you automatically knew but what was coming up next. i know what you're saying it's just like the theme songs from from one to the avengers on earth to the Peter Quill to the Guardians of the Galaxy, when you first see them, you hear the music playing. You already know it's about to be Peter Quill and the mm. rest of the Guardians you of the Galaxy. You get the cues. Yeah. The I love the title cues. scream was just like space. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I yeah, was like, was oh, great. this is Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy yeah. type yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Guardians, man, I loved Rocket and Thor. Yes. The, man, there's just, I could talk forever about they need Infinity War. How, that yeah. is like, the, they had their own buddy-buddy movie inside this movie. It was, yeah. It was really, really cool. Well, and I, I think that's a big part of this, too, is that all the characters coming together finally, mm-hmm. a lot of the time when that happens, things don't mesh. No, they don't. You know, you're bringing these universes together and things just don't work. And with this, it all did, yes. you know, mixing in the Guardian's humor with, you know, the just great. absolute destruction that's about to happen, you know. Uh, <clears throat> You talking about with Tony and uh, you yeah. talking about Tony and the guard with, yeah. uh, with Mantis and yeah. <laughs> I almost want to say they had James Gunn come in and write some of the Guardian stuff because the Russo brothers to me aren't comedian. 
Mm-hmm. As far as Comedy I writers? know, that's true, actually. As far it, as I know, what I've heard is James Gunn did help out quite significantly on a at a hands-on level for some of those okay. Guardian I think it is. scenes. Uh, I don't know if it's 100% true or not because you know, I've only seen one source of it. But I watched the video, uh, uh, and people was asking what was Groot's last words at the end of oh, Guardians right. of, um, yeah. not Guardians, end of Infinity War. And, he, and uh, James Gunn replied, it was dad. To rocket, hmm. so and really? uh, it was looking. Huh. I don't know. Like, we got to do research, I guess. Yeah. But looking up some stuff, he was like, said that wasn't made up off the spot. He said that was actually in the script that Groot said dad for his last words. No, when he, when he I wonder if all of Groot's lines have like parentheses in the script and they're translated. Yeah, probably. They probably do. Probably. I, I would assume so. They would have to, right? Like the the conversation like, like him what it, yeah. between him and Thor, it was it was like a really good conversation. Mm-hmm. He, I like how they don't hold your hand. They they kind of like uh, directly tell you what he says. They just answer him, <laughs> and you just kind of have to figure out what he's talking about. But, yeah, with the context. Yeah, I was uh, I, one of my obviously a lot of people's favorite cameo was probably uh, Peter Dinklage in there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the end. Uh, uh, the it irony was, in that one. Yeah, that, that was that was pretty good. <laughs> I, I mean. Say what you will about Peter Dinklage's accent, because like it, it sucks. Bad. To be honest, mm-hmm. man, it sucks. That dude cannot speak with a British accent worth a shit. But I love Peter it's Dinklage. So serious, and, and I, you know, and I and I loved him in this. <laughs> I as, did. Too. Uh, we need a mode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he really does that too. Like he like overstresses the words a little yeah, too much. Yeah, he does. But um, he does that a lot. Yeah, but that's yeah. that's the that's the Mode. like the flair of him, man. That's <laughs> like, what's so charming. About listen him. to yeah. him in Three Billboards, even yeah. when he's just doing his normal dialect. He does. He still yeah. over enunciates everything. Mm-hmm. I think it's just part of the way he talks. He's great though. I love him. Yeah, I love Peter Dinklage. He's one of the best out there, <clears throat> for sure. So, do you want to talk about what we didn't like about it? Because there's very little I didn't like about it. Um, yeah, I think that some of the pacing towards the middle does mm-hmm. kind of get a little bogged down. Can you remember and, like a scene where you like you were starting to sort of? Uh, I just remember some of the exterior shots in space where I was like, okay, when I saw it the second time, yeah, because I already knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. It seemed to get bogged down a little bit about like the halfway point okay just a little bit but that was really the only thing yeah. you know i don't, I don't that remember I, ever feeling like disengaged from it but it could have just been yeah it's because it's the first time you saw yeah. it there's a little bit of a slog just in huh. one like specific area yeah. five or ten minutes where i was like okay i think you're moving so yeah. much in Dude, this movie, movie like explodes right from the beginning right mm-hmm. and it's like, going 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 and i think that you get up to that high peak and then if it slogs down a little bit and then you kind of feel it. You start to notice the slower parts more in Infinity War, I think, because it is so fast paced. Oh, yeah. I think you might be extra sensitive to some of the slower parts, too. Like the one the scene that sticks out to me. And this is only because seeing it for a second time, uh, even though you do get some important information from a scene when uh, Thanos is talking to Gamora uh, and she's talking about how she hate that throne. And you kind of mm-hmm. get like little background information about what their what their relationship was like when she was growing up and stuff like that. Um, that scene to me kind of was a little too slow for me, but th- that was when the second time I was watching the movie. But that's the only thing that sticks out to me for that. What well, didn't you like, Michelle? Anything? Um, 
I don't think the Russo brothers film action scenes well. Mm-hmm. And this is going to sound, and I know everybody's going to be like, shut up, you're dumb. But seriously, I I don't think the action For looks Winter bad. Soldier, I'd say shut up, you're dumb. No, Winter then, Soldier <laughs> was good. But yeah. in this one, it's um, like, I like when they're teaming up with each other to do stuff. But mm-hmm. if people are just hand-to-hand fighting, yeah. it looks really bland to me, mm-hmm. I guess. It's just not uh, a lot of dynamic stuff going on. But when there are people using their powers, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Like Doctor Strange has like, got that pimp-ass tech where he's oh like, where he summons his multiverse mm-hmm. clones and stuff. Like all movie. that stuff's cool. Cool, but I totally agree with you. That, if, you know. That's one of the things that, that I didn't like about it is I felt like some of the action was framed a little too close or mm-hmm. a little too shaky sometimes. I think it's because it's CG too and that yeah. probably covers up physic, physics, makes the physics look a little real because you can't really see the whole thing going on because yeah. everything's CG now. It's, it's yeah. just the way it's going to be. But actually, I usually shit on CG and I don't like it, but it was really good in this. Wow, it was A+. Plus Thanos stuff. is like, dude, okay... I, I said I wasn't gonna do it to myself, but okay. Can we just can we just take Justice League for one second? That <laughs> <Okay>. has <laughs> that has a full CG villain that oh. looks like absolute shit. Yes. And everybody's like, oh, it's CG. It just has to look like that. I'm like, no, it doesn't. And then fucking <laughs> Thanos comes out, and that I forgot he was a CG character. I forgot he was CG yeah, as for well. real. He man. looks yeah. so. It's, I mean, it's mo-capped. Too. Yeah, but the skin texture yes. and shit, and like the all he the feels wrinkles like a and everything in the movie. Yeah. The only time. I think I've seen uh, a little mishap in the CG is when he actually initially grabs um, oh, Loki, Loki by the neck. Uh, yeah. yeah, That's the only time I've seen a little bit. It was just like, okay, it didn't mesh correctly. But then when he started lifting it up, it looked a lot better. But the initial <laughs> grab and everything, that's when I only tell yeah. him, like, yeah, he's, that's CG. That stuff looked awesome. Loki you- went out like a bitch too, didn't he? I, I, I didn't really... Uh, he just got... Sm- he got... Sm- I was laughing but because... But he knew this, that was going to happen, I think. This girl next to me, when I saw it the second time, I think Loki was her favorite. And oh, she was so God. distraught because oh, he no. dies, like, in the first, like, minute. <laughs> she, well, was see, like, no. she was like, oh, no, Loki, no. <laughs> see, it was hard for me to, to feel anything for that scene because I just felt like he was going to come back anyway. I just never believed that he was just truly dead until, like, the end of the movie. Mm. I was like, oh. Yeah, he's not I think back. Logie's dead, man. Unless unless he was playing some weird ass game with Thanos. I I think Loki's done. I don't yeah. think I think this was a Loki's died so many times <laughs> and come back so many times yeah. now. But the, the, it's they can't bring him back, especially because he was not part of this. Right. You right. Know? Yeah. I think things that up to that point are pretty much going to be set in stone. Set in stone and I kind of hope they do do that because that will continue them carrying around those big balls that <laughs> Disney had yeah. to actually do what they did in this movie. So I don't know. So are you saying Gamora's gone too? I, have, I think she's in the Soul Stone. She's trapped in the Soul Stone. Okay. Yeah. I think... Uh, I'd be I, sad if she's not back. I don't... I love what JD3 said, actually, when we were doing the Play This video, when he talked about he thinks that Thanos is going to have some regret about losing Gamora and try to, like, in his arrogance, try to bend the rules of the stones and get Gamora back, but also have it both ways, you know? Right. I don't know. Maybe. But anyway. She's such a strong female character that it would be sad if she didn't come back. I didn't like how that's, well... I, I did like that whole scene actually leading up to her death, but I didn't like the, the her him throwing her off and her dying. I just thought it was really weakly done. It just looked really weak. It didn't have the power it was supposed to have. I felt I wasn't as f- affected by it. Like when it happened, I was like, oh, 
Yeah. I don't, I don't really know like why that didn't work well, for Well, because she just kind of fell. Yeah. It didn't die. It wasn't like he choked her out or... Maybe they did it on purpose. Like, maybe they didn't want it to be a big deal because they're going to bring her back later. I don't know. I, I mean, know. we talked about it, and uh, we talked about how if there was no music and it was just more silent and he got it over with quickly, yeah. Yeah. it'll probably have more of a lasting effect. Uh, but um, what I was saying is that uh, that was probably my heartbreaking death of the movie, and it wasn't because of Gamora. It was more because of Thanos himself. You know, he prepared himself for that loss. So everyone talks about Peter Parker and yeah. how his do- death was like the most heartbreaking. Even though he's the bad guy, I felt for Thanos because he's like, he has to do this and he's sacrificing right, yeah. the only thing that he loves in the, in the world. It's just like, damn, dude. Like that's He's what, that, that serious of a villain. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. If, if the opening scene didn't solidify for you how like terrifying he was, yeah. then sacrificing his own daughter to do what he had to do, of course... Yeah, dude, I straight cried during Peter Parker's deaths. Yeah, I was like, just that was so perfectly done, like how mm-hmm. he was starting to feel bad, and then he mm-hmm. turns to Stark for help, and Stark can't help yeah. him, and he's just holding him in his arms, and he's crumbling yeah. dust, and he's so confused, and he doesn't know what's happening to him. I was like, blah. And yeah. that's the first time Starks ever took like an actual, just giant blow to his ego. Like, he just couldn't mm-hmm. do anything, and that's never happened, really, with Stark, mm-hmm. where he can't help somebody. You know, they're all superheroes. I think that's what's so devastating about that ending is because they're superheroes, and they're always able to save yeah. everybody, and they can't, and they're so helpless, and they've never felt like had a crushing blow like that to them. Mm-hmm. In uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, Robert Downey Jr., or, well, Tony Stark has a line about something like, if Spider-Man dies, if Peter Parker dies, that's on him. And it's 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 a neat little eerie premonition mm-hmm. to Infinity War. Neat little I forgot plot about trick that. there. Yeah. Oh man, when they're on the uh, they're on like a building or something after that scene in Homecoming where Spider Man tries to go save the boat the, the or boat. something. Yeah, he takes and, a suit. Yeah, and he yeah. takes a suit away and he tells him of, he tells him it there. There's always a boat. There's always a boat in <laughs> superhero movies. There's always a boat. Yeah. <laughs> There's always a boat. Um, the one thing, even even with uh, the the close framing of some of those shots and some of the like your uh, I guess your critique for the movie. My biggest one, and it's and it's one that's been ongoing, is the treatment of Bruce Banner in the last few films. <laughs> he's just he's turned into the Jar Jar Binks of the Marvel universe, and, and I, I and as a really big fan of Hulk. Uh, and Bruce Banner, I'm highly disappointed in the way they're treating his character. He just is just this dopey, stupid, useless idiot. Through in, in, in the, the last couple of movies, he's been that. Yeah, and the messed up thing is he is not an idiot. Yes. He's a brilliant exactly. scientist, and they Why should be using Hulk it. If he's not, or Bruce Banner, if he's yeah. not going to be Bruce Banner. I've know. just been recently rewatching some of the movies, and I discovered the last actual good scene that he actually had was towards the beginning of Age of Ultron. Where you actually get that oh, Professor yeah. Bruce yes. Banner that that he's supposed to be like he's he's articulate he's smart he's uh, uh, he has the degree in gamma ray and yeah. biological whatever all the crap that he has but like he's really really smart and in all the recent movies he's just like you don't get that from him. I'm so la- like what, I'm up? laughing at Kyle he just commented Tony. <laughs> 
How many times did he say Tony? Oh, Tony <laughs> during <laughs> Infinity War. Yeah, he was he was the uh fucking what was named the British is coming. The British are coming. The British coming. That's that was his character in his movie. Just like Thanos is coming. We can't stop him. I, I don't know why they had to put him in the Hulkbuster armor. Put him back in Wakanda. Have him help Shuri figure some shit out. Put yes. Bruce Banner to use. Like write the guy a good role. Well, what the, I, I'm like really just peeved in, by it. In all the trailers, I mean, they pulled a bait and switch. You, they showed Hulk in the trailers yeah. in Wakanda, and then he's in the Hulkbuster he armor. Ass like, fucking whooped in the first five minutes. It was yeah. awesome. I fucking yeah. loved that. Yeah, <laughs> but, but still. But dude, I wonder what was the reason why they took that scene out of this movie. What do you think? Because well, I think they have their f- people like fans are forcing their hand to release deceptive trailers because people are want every single they're like oh somebody farted on set and it's like five articles about it <laughs> yeah so there's like no mystery in movie making anymore like people know when the script changes people know who gets people know who are in the talks to write for stuff mm-hmm. now there's absolutely no mystique in film making anymore so marvel was like oh okay well i'm gonna put fake shit in the trailer but you I know, can... now, haha, you know, now, and everybody watched it. Like, there's a part where in the trailer, uh, when Cap's holding um, Th- Thanos' Infinity Glove, he only has three stones in the trailer. And then mm, the movie, he has all the, st- he has all of them but the Mind Stone. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I was like, damn, they nerfed him in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that makes sense. That that change is a small change that, like, only, like, people are like, oh, my God, yeah. So Thanos have this many stones in his yeah. scene, so yeah. that means he could do this, this, this. The Hulk was, like, a big thing. I feel like... Uh, it's like a huge letdown. So, like, through the whole movie, like, yes, we're going to see the Hawk again. Yeah. All the Hawk fans that want to see the Hawk again, they don't get that at the end of Infinity War. So, it's just... Well, it's, Bruce Banner's character in the movie is basically the stand-in for the audience member who hasn't seen all the movies prior to this one because yeah. uh, he was gone for a couple years. But can as we make he, that somebody else, please? Well, I know. I'm just saying that's why they... <laughs> Sorry. That's what his role was, yeah. basically. Because he'd be like, oh, what happened? They'd be like, oh, actually, Bruce Banner, this is... We'll catch actually, you up. Actually, dumbass Bruce Banner yeah. who doesn't know what the fuck is going on. But We're going to explain everything to you. Because he was yeah. like that really bad... I mean... Ragnarok, he's like cool in Ragnarok when he's Hulk, though. That's like a Hulk ass movie. You know, it's like Planet Hulk mashed with like other shit. Yeah, I um, don't have any problem with the way they depict Hulk. Yeah, but it's just Banner's. Bruce Banner. But he's yeah. bad in that one, too. He's like really yeah, he's neurotic a, and like yeah. uh, just lost and just really out of character. Yeah, yeah. for but, the people who never saw, saw it before, like I, I took my sister and mother for when I went to see this the second time, they would never know that Bruce Banner was a smart person. Yeah. They just see, oh, this is a Jekyll and Hyde character. He's yeah. like a literal genius. Well, that. what what is Marvel's problem with the Hulk? That is a major issue they've had since Ang Lee's movie. They've not really dedicated or really made Bruce Banner and the Hulk like a really important or integral part of what's going on. And he should be. He's one of the yeah. main characters in the mm-hmm. entire thing. I, I think... At some point, maybe Bruce Banner and Hulk got away from them because of the complications with... Got away from them creatively, I mean, uh, because of the complications with the rights to Universal Studios. And maybe Marvel didn't really have a plan for it because they weren't sure of the fate of the rights to Hulk, maybe. And yeah. they didn't really know what to do with him for a while. And he's and they're just, he, just kind of spinning their wheels, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't really know. 
So do they did Marvel and Sony they did get together, right? So they have Technically speaking, yes. They're like a for, so for Spider Man only. So not the X Men. It's not for the X Men right now, and it's still not for Venom either. They've already said yep. strictly that Venom will not be part of the Marvel universe whatsoever. So any ideas we have of this Spider Man being in the Venom movie, it's out the window. Hmm. Not gonna happen. That's ridiculous. It's going to yeah. make me enjoy the movie a lot less. But yeah, me too, because I mean, he's an awesome Spider-Man. Venom without Spider-Man is like... Uh, What's the point? That's like peanut butter with no jelly. Yeah. yeah. It's like cereal with no milk. Uh, yeah. It's like hot dog with no bun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's Batman without Joker, literally. Yeah. It literally. Yeah, it, it almost, really almost literally. Yeah. yeah. Man, hopefully... Uh, God, I don't know. if it, I, I was... Um, you know Chris Ayers. I was talking to him earlier today. Uh, he was saying if it was any else, anybody else besides Tom Hardy, do you think anybody would give a fuck about no. Venom? No. Really though, like if it was just only comic book fans. Unless believe. it was like some other A lister, but like if it was just a regular dude, like a B list TV star as Venom, would anybody see the movie based on that trailer? I don't think so. No, because the trailer was basically garbage. Yeah. Yeah. The the trailer was mediocre, as mediocre as it gets. But um, talking about the initial trailer, yeah, or the, the yeah. new one that they well, dropped, whatever the new one too. I didn't like either. Well, I won't say I didn't like either one, but yeah. I'm glad we got to see him. Anyway, we're one, we're but, going off on yeah. a tangent with Venom here. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, let's bring it back to Infinity War. Sorry, guys. That's uh, all right. <laughs> That's what happens here. At yeah. Real crime. Yeah. We break the yeah. law. It's crazy. The only other nitpick <laughs> I had with Infinity War was just some of the jokes. Again, just like usual Marvel, and I was expecting it, that some of the jokes were just a little inappropriately funny sometimes with, like, other... Uh, for The only one I re- two actually had a big problem with was after... I think it was right after the scene where Peter Quill was about to shoot Gamora, like, literally in the face. Mm-hmm. And that serious theme, scene with Thanos, and he turns... Mantis into like ribbon and yeah, Drax into like little cubes or whatever. It was a pretty hardcore scene, and then I'm pr- I could be wrong about this, but right after that scene, I'm pretty sure is when they go to Wakanda. Is that correct? And they have the establishing shot where we see Wakanda, and then we have uh, Okoye and T'Challa speaking to each other as they're walking. Yes, oh, and she has to say that Starbucks shit, and yeah. it's like, bro, just a second ago had this serious dark scene where like you really were thinking about what was going through Peter Quill's head when he literally was going to shoot her in the face. Talk about like, a mind fuck. For yeah, real, and then you're going to put this joke like literally a second after that scene ends. You're not going to give me some time to like feel that scene for a second. You're just going to be like, I'm fucking Starbucks. <laughs> like, come on, Marvel. Could you just fucking cool it for a second? Just like chill for a minute. Let they me can. feel it for they a minute. Can. They can't. They do you know? that with the. Uh, there's like actually one of the best scenes in the movie uh, when Rocket is talking to Thor, and Thor is talking about how he's literally lost every single person he yes. loves, oh, and yeah. everything he's ever cared yeah. about, and the only thing that's left that defines him is the his ability to de- to uh, destroy Thanos. Like that's all he has left, mm-hmm. like in his entire life. And then right after that, he's like, "Oh, here's a fake eye." For, and also, this the whole thing was stupid to me because I'm like, it, it was so fucking cool. Like, that eye was like a represent... The patch was a visual representation of, like, all the loss he's gone through. Mm, exactly. Like, and it was like a visual reminder that, goddamn, he's even lost a fucking eye. Yeah. It was and then, like, then they gave it back to him, and then he's just, like, regular Thor again. I just, like, it's I no just, big deal. 
I just did not understand why they did that. It was I guess. almost like he was taking his father's place too. Well, like yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of the too. same thing. Like Marvel, could you give us a minute mm-hmm. and appreciate what this means for a mm-hmm. second? And but you, they just give him his eye back. Like, yeah, like yeah, there was no big deal. Right to before it. that, Rocky is like, "Well, I could lose a lot. I could lose a lot, really." Like a, a quick joke before yeah. he gave him the eye. So, yeah. <clears throat> I think yeah. that's just part of them not <laughs> yeah. wanting. I don't know, not wanting the characters to be too ch- different or changed. I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, you know, like in cartoons, like like you have characters, they just look the same for like 20 seasons. Like they mm-hmm. wear the same clothes. It's yeah. kinda, I think Marvel kind of likes that a little bit. I mean, they gave Thor a haircut or whatever, but mm-hmm. the, I feel like they're also, I don't want to be like, they're also trying to sell merchandise and stuff no (laughs) (laughs) so they never seen anything for sale with a marvel logo (laughs) so i'm just saying like maybe they keep they try to keep their look you know consistent i guess but i just thought it was first of all he looked badass with eye patch oh yeah it was cool yeah it's fucking like a little it's like uh i like how they're kind of dipping into um unworthy Thor. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't have his hammer anymore. I mean, it's not like directly out of that like storyline. I'd still love to see uh, Beta Ray Bill, man. Oh my god, I want to see him so bad in live action. That's one <laughs> of those characters that like I thought I would never get to see in a movie, mm-hmm. but I, th- I have a feeling maybe in the next one. Not in the next one. I'm just oh. saying. I think maybe before I die, I might see Beta Ray Bill on the this big screen. This may be going off Infinity War, but they alluded to him in a movie, and I can't remember which one it was. But there's a scene where you're Oh, um, it's Thor Ragnarok. Isn't uh, doesn't he have a, like a statue he has or a something? Statue, yeah, or like a so not like a statue, but like a it was face like a little or like a bust or uh, something. It was, it was on like on on the building. It had yeah. a whole bunch of and had the Hawks on there, and it had Better Real Bill. So he exists in the universe. So so what about uh? I wonder if Howard the Duck survived Thanos <laughs> oh, smashing the yeah. collector's place, <laughs> and he's going to be in the next one. Ooh. I would love to see him do something with Howard the Duck, man. Please, yeah, because when they threw him in there. For the May- one scene before, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was great. he's in Guardians too as well for yeah. a second. He's yep. in the uh, he's uh, what planet is that? Where um, oh geez, it's the Cantina scene in yeah. Moss Eisley. Actually, yeah. it is kind of a Cantina scene it for is. Guardians yeah. too. But yep. yeah, he's there. Uh, I man, I I really don't do not want to see Howard the Duck go to waste. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so much cool. I'm just really glad. It's just it's so bizarre to me that. We're in 2018, and they're just now getting into the 70s stories in Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just weird to me, I guess. But, like, the cosmic stuff is so cool. And I'm, there's, oh. like, barely any cosmic characters, though, that's that they have. Like, Captain, Adam Captain Warlock's Marvel, yeah. not going to be in this because he's going to – apparently he's going to be in Guardian 3. Yes. Um, Silver Surfer, who the fuck has the rights to that? Fox? Fo- I but think Fox does, I could swore – well, I know Fox had that that deal with Marvel, so it's possible we could get a Silver Surfer and X Men because I believe X Men was with Fox. So I don't know if they're gonna the the whole big thing is that are they gonna reboot X Men now that they have rights, or are they just gonna kind of integrate them in? I don't know how they would integrate them in, but um, we'll see. Because I know they did they Dude, had I that w- deal with they. I want to see Silver Surfer again. I would. Nice well, he's Silver. like such an integral part in like the story and the comic. Yeah. I I just to me it's I'm. I was actually really interested in the movie because it, it it's diverging enough to where I don't know what's going to happen because there's all that cosmic stuff that happens in the comic, which is fucking really cool. It's all this metaphysical, mm-hmm. like he's fighting like the, you know, the physical representation of eternity and life and death and love and hate and stuff like that shit's not going to be in this movie. That's just way too out there yeah. for for this universe. But I don't know how they're going to like 
like wrap this up without all the cosmic shit because that's all that that's who's only that's all that's left that's powerful enough to fight thanos is i mean and the thing i mean is it spoiler talk about what happens in the comic no go ahead i mean gamora is what is who like eventually gets the gauntlet off of him but gamora is like all like that zombie yeah. shit in the oh, comic god speaking of gamora that torture scene with her was fucking oh. awesome god the, the way they sweet. the way they start the shot and nebula looks yeah. all together and but it's like a forced perspective yeah. thing and they slide it aside and you really see she's clever. all disconnected i was like oh really clever. they took that part from the empire strikes back too <laughs> really yeah, probably it was pretty similar to the han solo mm-hmm. torture scene oh whatever um, yeah sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> it, it, you're imitating greatness yes. and it is a great film so um well we're getting back to like uh what you were saying about the plot um not plot but idea for thanos the reason why he's doing this you thought it was dumb you really think it's actually <laughs> a dumb idea uh i thought that was probably the only way they can actually kind of find a reason for him to have this idea because oh his I, initial, agree. I agree with you. his initial was to impress death mm-hmm. you know thanos falling in love with death and he just wants to you know, win her affection and just, he just want to destroy everything. To he was friend zoned super hard. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, I think, uh, they did a good job kind of making this idea since they didn't have death in this movie, even though hella God is a death or whatever. But since they didn't have death in this movie, I think that was a, a the best way they could have made that, uh, scenario there. I so totally I agree. Yeah. I really do like the, what they did with Thanos and I love what Josh Brolin brought to it. Mm-hmm. And I love the CG for Thanos. Like everything about this movie was so on point and so finely tuned and so polished. It's, I really, there's a part of me that really wants to be like, I want to see that. I would have wish I would have been a fly on the wall as they were editing this movie so I could see what went into making something on this scale. Did you see those end credits that were 12 yes. minutes long? Yes. <laughs> Holy shit. But on the other side, I don't. I, I, I kind of want to keep that, keep that mystery. mystery exciting. Like, how did they pull this off? Like... It's it really is amazing to me how much control, like how much discipline that they expressed through the making of this film. Definitely, it seems. Well, yeah, I mean, in ten years building up to it, you think they just want to shoot their load and be like, "We're done, <laughs> yeah." But instead, I mean, they were steadfast in producing a movie that had a really great arc to it. So too. where can so. this go from here? What what are we expecting in Infinity War 2? Like, is it going to be darker? Is it going to be more positive? What is it going to mean for the Marvel well, it Universe? Get, it can't really get darker than it already did at the end yeah. of the first one. I think there's only one way to go oh, is yeah. up, I guess. Yeah. But, I, I, I mean, there's a lot of people we haven't seen, like Hawkeye. They had a little throwaway line like he's fucking chilling somewhere. And Ant-Man, Ant-Man. Wasp Ant-Man is probably going to be with him. Captain Marvel's gonna come and fuck everything. Oh, up. speaking of Captain Marvel, yeah. Kevin Feige is that how you say his name? Kevin Feige or whatever. Feige, whatever. Uh, Feige. Okay, he so so he said that Captain Marvel is is going to be the most powerful hero in mm-hmm. the Marvel universe, yes. the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. at right. the time. So that's. I guess she's not really supposed to be that powerful, but in, in their universe, they're gonna make her basically the Superman of Marvel. So she's gonna be like probably take over adam warlock's role of kind of getting together maybe celestial stuff or maybe, maybe. getting more power i mean if Some, somebody's got to do something and somebody's yeah. got to be more powerful than thanos of course i mean if you see how her character uh the, the list of her abilities she sounds like an op character super strength super speed she can fly at the speed of light she has this thing called binary mode where she's literally as powerful as a star 
she can absorb all forms of energy it's just a lot of the stuff that that that's on her resume that she can do she's a master com- uh hand-to-hand combatant uh, uh air force pilot she can it says that she can fly anything that she gets her hands on so i mean she's gonna be she's written to be op they can make her op in this movie easily so basically, she's Ray from The Force Awakens. She can just do anything. <laughs> Hopefully, they don't they don't make her too much of a Mary Sue. But I, that's what I'm fearing. But uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I I would totally be down for two hours of Captain Marvel beating the shit out of Thanos. Oh man, that's amazing, dude! If you could take like that Doctor Strange and Thanos fight and just make that two hours long, yeah. I'd watch that shit. I watched the hell out of that. <laughs> Doctor Strange is my favorite. Um, in the Marvel universe, I know everybody like didn't like his movie for some reason. But I thought it was movie. like I thought I it was really interesting, too. and he has like the coolest powers. The metaverse, the multiverse is like one of the coolest concepts in Marvel. The cosmic shit's cool. He has all the coolest powers. Yeah. While I think that Doctor Strange has the weakest first act of all Marvel films, it has one of the strongest second and third acts of mm-hmm. all Marvel films. I love that movie, but that first act is painful yeah. to me. Absolutely painful. Abs- I did. I really loved Tony and him playing off of each other because they both have giant fucking yes. egos. Yes, and it was, was like so ego good. smash, <laughs> yeah. just all the time when they were talking to each other. They're because it's funny because a lot of people say they call they they said that Doctor Strange is basically Iron Man but with magic. Yeah, and then like you really realize how similar their yeah. characters are, and I think the Rooster Brothers were smart enough to realize that and pit them against each other mm-hmm. because They're they... Both, in a smart yeah. way, though. The yeah. dialogue was so smart. Mm-hmm. Both cocky, egotistic characters. So, yeah. yeah. Definitely. And I, I love all, like, the the normal Marvel characters being introduced to the magic side. Like, just out of nowhere, too. They're just chilling, and all of a sudden, they're like... And Doctor Strange is like a dick and never explains anything to anybody. He's just <laughs> doing shit, and then they're like, what? He's just like, whatever. I don't have time to explain it to you. Like the the scene, uh, the opening scene where uh, Doctor Strange does that little spell. They get rid of all the wind that's being yeah. caused by the uh, the the ship, and uh, you, they zoom in on Tony. He gets that little that look like that like cocky smug look. Yeah. Like, okay, so <laughs> God that. <sighs> and also, my other favorite just thing ever in this movie is when they first meet uh, when they're on the planet with the Guardian Gal- Guardians of the Galaxies. Guardians of the Galaxy and Tony's like, so what do they do? And they're like, what do we, we uh, take ass and kick, kick names? names. <laughs> and yeah. his face, he's just looking off yeah. into like the abyss. He's just like, everybody's dead. Like it's that <laughs> moment, that facial expression. He's just like, we've lost. <laughs> it's just like, I, I love how the Guardians of the Galaxy are just fuck ups. They're just like a giant space train wreck that somehow they still do stuff. It's because they. They they're so love great. doing what they do so much that yeah. they're just going to keep doing it no matter how much they fail. And eventually they're going to get something that works. And like <laughs> when they start comparing it to what the rest of the Marvel uh, Universe is doing, like like uh, Dax is all like, oh, remember when we did a dance off to save Newverse? And you're just like, it sounds so fucking goofy. Uh-huh. And Tony's like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> He's like, you know, like when you really think about it, you're like, what does the Guardians of the Galaxy do? Like, what can they well, I mean, do? It's They were like B-list characters. They were like C-list characters in the Marvel Universe. I was mm-hmm. surprised they even got their own movie. I, when mm-hmm. I first heard Guardians of the Galaxy had a movie, I was like, damn, I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel. That's yeah, like, like C-list shit. Mm-hmm. But they're actually some of the best movies. They're the some of the most fun characters. Yeah. They, they, they fit perfectly. Epics, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're perfect. The first Guardians is my favorite my Marvel name. movie by far. Just because when it came out, it was so different. It is I, still pretty different. I was mm-hmm. getting so burned out on the formula. Mm-hmm. And then Guardians came along and I was like, oh, shit. 
like finally something different, you know, and then Spider-Man Homecoming. I dig that one, too. That didn't really fall into those same trappings. But, but definitely Guardians, though. Yeah. It, visually, it was like completely out of left field for Marvel. Instead of like their typical primary, primary rusty like hue, mm-hmm. this was all you know purples and oranges and yeah. greens, like all over the place. Just a whole bunch <clears> of <throat> hues everywhere. Uh, yeah. Plus, they didn't see. There's here's this other thing that I I can't stand about the the uh, about fanboys, <laughs> like. They they think that you're gonna need you you have to have this big introduction to everything in order to appreciate it. But Guardians is the perfect example of like you don't need to know who Rocket is. You don't need to know who Peter Quill is or Groot. You don't need to have five fucking movies for all five of these characters before you get to Guardians to make a good movie. Mm-hmm. James Gunn made a good movie. Mm-hmm. It, you don't need all of this story and all this build up for yeah. every single thing yep. that you do. You just have to write it well. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we don't need a bunch of origin stories repeatedly. Oh, it's the rocket. It's the rocket. Yeah. Like, dude, no. Well, that's another genius thing about Marvel, the way they built up to Infinity War. It's Infinity War, every character in it. Every character that's not Thanos has zero development in it because all their Mm -hmm. development happened in the other movies. Mm -hmm. You know, I was thinking when I was watching this, I I was watching it, I was like, man... How does this movie play to somebody that's never seen any other Marvel movie? It's probably like gibberish. Mm-hmm. I mean, they I, I don't they, they kind of help you out with, like yeah. I said, with Bruce Banner's, like, oh, what happened to the Avengers? Oh, they broke up. Oh, what happened to this? Oh, this is over here. So, like, you know, and and a lot of I noticed a lot of critics were, I could tell the critics that a don't watch superhero movies. B didn't watch any of the other movies, and they probably got a, a screening to this one mm-hmm. and had absolutely zero like you know context for context anything. for anything being like it's nothing and and there's also like this big brouhaha in the film community that that this movie is bad for the film community because it needs the context of the other 18 films to work but i feel like this is i feel like marvel is the, literally the only franchise that does it this way it's not like i mean how many other people have tried universal tried to do it with monsters and they failed with the first fucking mm-hmm. movie no less um, DC's trying Wait, to do they it. They failed two times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they did Dracula Untold. That yeah. was supposed to start the yeah. Universal's monster thing. Werewolf failed. Uh, oh. with Benicio del Toro. But that was different. They were oh. not that was mm-hmm. not going to be a shared universe at that point. Yeah. It was Dracula Untold. Okay movie though. Yeah. And okay. then and then they did the yes. mummy one with Yeah. With I mean this is a this is a formula that running. only Marvel has perfected. And no other, no other studios have tried. I mean, DC's even tried to do it, and they got their own issues going on with, you know, their shared universe too. This is like a one-time special thing, and I think I feel like Infinity War is less of a. It's a movie, but it's less of a movie and more of an event. Yes, and it's very comic book. The way all these movies have been constructed, like each movie is like an issue or like a trade, right? And then, mm-hmm. like, comic book fans are very used to the idea of crossover events. There are crossover events, like if you read, uh, let's see, uh, like, say, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a giant crossover event that requires you to have knowledge of a lot of different stuff in the continuity for it to make sense to you. And, like, this is the movie version of, of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Like, well, it's a crossover event, but movie form. So comic, it's like basically following the format of comic books, but I feel like some film critics and this don't understand that concept and like just throw the movie away like it's just trash right. when it's actually like this huge achievement in storytelling. And it's I not, totally agree. it's not a genius movie itself, but the 
the way they got to the movie and the way the movie is it's, constructed is genius. It's a geniusly produced film, yes. I would say. Yeah. As far as a production goes, it's staggeringly impressive, I think. Well, and then they took the time to actually do this for 10 years in all these movies. It actually, um, we didn't really mention this, but it's actually kind of like how the old serials were in like the mm-hmm. 50s, where, you know, you would just get a movie every once in a while and it all added up to one bigger yeah. picture, you know, and that's kind of what this is. Mm-hmm. It really is. I had a, I heard it also described like TV episodes with ginormous budgets, which I can kind of see the, the comparison, but... I mean, the movies, most of the movies are standalone, like especially the origin ones. Mm-hmm. But this is not a standalone movie whatsoever. It is not self-contained enough to be standalone. You need so much outside information for that movie to make 100% sense. Mm-hmm. But if you do have that information, if you've seen all the movies, then it's an incredible, staggering achievement of seeing all that shit coalesce in the one singular narrative. It like blows my mind. When I was watching it, I was like, I would not get these two people talking to each other, all the nuances of it, if I hadn't no. seen all their movies prior. And now they don't have to waste any time in a three-hour movie. They had to waste zero time on developing any other character but Thanos. Right. He's the only person that has an arc in it. And, like, it just blows... It's so fucking smart to do it that way, though. It's so smart to have a three-hour movie where you don't have to develop anything and everybody still knows what's going on. Kevin Feig, man. It's fucking cool. I don't know. I the just, dude's a genius. I kind of geek out about it. This is a cool thing that this one... Co- <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't think Disney's, like, the greatest... They're, you know, shady. And, and, and of course, superhero movies are big business, too. But I wouldn't say that they're shady. I think that... They have these massive properties. They've got Marvel and they've got Star Wars. And I mean, honestly, if I owned Marvel and Star Wars, guess what? I'd be milking the fuck out of them, too. (laughs) You know, I mean, we're talking billions of dollars, you know, so I can't blame them. But they were smart about it, you know. I think it proves that they were smart. I think it. I think Infinity War proves that they they knew what they were doing the whole time. Even as, even if like the, it wasn't perfect, they perfected it. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, Michelle. Like it, it, even even though there were some ups and downs, and like even though there there are some movies that aren't as good as others, um, over time they. It, it's like Infinity War. They listen to everything. E- even I said about Marvel movies and they right, fixed right. all of it mm-hmm. with Infinity War. Almost all. I mean, just little, but that's Stop just, humor. Well, well, but that's just me though. Yeah, that's just me yeah. like personally being the dickhead critic about like, <laughs> about that. And, and I, and I, and of course Infinity War isn't going to be 100% pleasing t- mm-hmm. to like to guys everybody. like me that, you know, but it's, is but it's, the other, you know, thing we mentioned DC earlier, like if DC if Warner Brothers would have just coddled that baby a little bit, they could have done this too. What they should have done, instead of trying to rush to catch up to Marvel, like we have to get Justice League out as soon as possible, they should have said, hey, you know what? That platform worked for them. So what? If we're 10 years behind them, let's take our time and be patient and develop these characters before we jump in and Actually, try to put this uh, out. I don't agree with you at all. No? No. Okay. I, I think they fucked up not in that way. I think they they fucked up by not letting the vision happen. Like yeah. of like they 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 did it with Man of Steel where they kind of let Zack Snyder and Christopher Nolan make the movie they wanted to. Then mm-hmm. Batman v Superman, obviously, they chopped like 45 minutes out yeah. of it and ruined it. And then Justice League, they 
clearly we know what happened to Justice League. Um, they should have just let that. They should have just let Zack Snyder make the movies he was going to make. So at yeah. least we could have a singular arc for Superman all the way through. At least we would have a, a strongly established Superman by the end of Justice League, even if the movie sucked. But they, they couldn't even do that. We they they knew what Zack Snyder's plan was going to be the whole time. We knew that Justice League was going to be the hopeful, positive movie right, that it right. was always going to be, and people acting like that they were course correcting because Batman v Superman was too dark. That's not true. It was Justice League was always going to be the uplifting, fun movie, but Warner Brothers got scared because they suck ass, they're shitty, and <laughs> oh, they, they, too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. and they course corrected way too hard. There mm-hmm. was too much fear in Warner Brothers and they were like oh fuck eh, we can't like make change. it too dark anything that's dark we're gonna take it out we like <laughs> literally they went so far as to literally make blue scenes orange why I why? don't know it looks like shit it like blue scenes orange? that's what I mean like yeah they, it was all blue tinged before yeah they went then, so far into course correction yeah. that they literally made scenes brighter just because like watch uh, the very first Justice League trailer that got released mm-hmm. and then watch like the newest Justice League trailer right before it came yeah. out that was from all those reshoots they was doing yeah. before mm-hmm. the, wow yeah Justice League is like a perfect example of how not to do a, a team up movie and it's yeah. unfortunate because the the characters they're using Justice League are so iconic. It was that, the first time they was all in. Yeah, the, those characters are so burnt into people's brains. Like like now, like people don't kind of understand like how Marvel and DC were before they were in movies. Mm-hmm. Marvel characters weren't as popular as DC characters. Like if you ask somebody before they made Iron Man, Iron Man was like a B tier character. Like Iron mm-hmm. Man wasn't like the flagship character in Marvel at all. Superman or Batman. Yeah, people. If you ask if you ask somebody ten years ago about superheroes they know about, they'd probably say Superman, Batman, uh, Wonder, like, Woman. Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, yeah. Spider Man. Maybe yeah, Spider Man was always Spider-Man, Marvel's yeah. flagship character. It wasn't really. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Iron Man. Um, but they had these characters are so iconic that they didn't even really need to do anything with them. People just know how Batman is. They know how Wonder Woman is. They know how Superman is. And like they. The, they didn't let Zack Snyder just do what he wanted. Let him have his whole... He had the whole thing planned out, man. They would have been fine. Just let him do the thing. Let like it... I was saying about Guardians, you didn't need an introduction for all these characters that nobody knows about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't need an introduction for characters that everyone knows about, like Flash and, yeah. and all that. Like, we already know who Flash and Wonder Woman right. and Superman and Batman are. Like, yeah. the, like they did with uh, Infinity War, the only guy that got an arc was Thanos. We should have had an arc for Cyborg, maybe, and yeah. like Steppenwolf in Justice League. But everybody else, we know who they are. Yeah. Fucking shut up. Let's get the show on the road. Let's just have them like fucking have Walkman throw sharks at Steppenwolf <laughs> and let's <laughs> do it right, man. Yeah, like, shit, man. Like, yeah. we, didn't, we didn't need to have 500 different origin stories before we understood who Flash was. Everybody right. knows Flash. You know, there's four seasons of TV that yeah. everybody knows who Flash is now. You know, we don't need all that. That show's shit. It is shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah DC's just... Man, it makes me mad because I like DC comics more than Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. And actually, their comics... In the comic world, DC's doing better than Marvel. Marvel's mm-hmm. Marvel's comics right now is like shitstorm and they're leaking money and their writers and their artists are leaving. It's like crazy shit's going on like at Marvel. the that they're doing right now. Yeah, they reboot their shit like every five minutes. Yeah. Like, Marvel's comic side right now is, like, a hot mess. DC's doing great. DC's all their shit. They mm-hmm. they know how to run their comics. 
it's just, I don't I don't understand why it doesn't translate over to the movies. And then our animated movies are pretty good too. Mm-hmm. So I don't I just don't get what the disconnect is when it comes to their cinematic universe and trying to make it a little cohesive and have just I just don't get it. They just pick weird shit to do too. They're like, uh, let's make Suicide Squad for some reason, even though we haven't we haven't made any good just regular movies pretty pretty much. <laughs> and then let's make fourth like let's do like uh what are they gonna do uh the new gods? Let's do one of the most esoteric metaphysical <laughs> fucking storylines ever, even though we can't even make a Justice League movie. Like I just don't understand anything they do now. Suicide Squad. I know we got way off. Way out into the weeds again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Suicide Squad, you know, it's just, it's a hard watch, man. It just, it's so that's, brutal and the storyline sucks in just. Uh, that's another one that could have been as good as yeah. Guardians. Yeah. It could have been great. And that's what kind of what they were trying to do with it, I'm sure. Yeah. Like, oh, these offshoot characters, you know, with a couple of the main ones thrown in there. Yeah, no, let's nothing try about them. He was hoping for, like, I don't know. It was just a very choppy movie. That's, just, that's another movie that got destroyed by yeah. Warner Brothers because oh, yeah. they're too scared. They're they're oh God. They're such. What's going on over Dawn, there? Don Don Suicide Squad is a dumpster baby's aborted baby oh, and set on God. fire. <laughs> wow, it's pretty yeah. awful. That's another you, one where it's like, could that really? This movie was gonna. This is the better version of what Dave, what Ayer had before this. You, really? Yeah. Like. I, that's that's a thing. Like I, I I just can't believe that the version of Suicide we, Squad we got was better than the one that they signed off on with with David Ayer when they first came up with when when they were first doing you know conceptualization and everything and saying like this is the story we want to make. I don't I don't get why they figure out what they want to do. They sign the contracts and then they see the movie and they're like oh. Okay, I guess we're gonna change it. I don't understand it. Just stick to your guns and make the movie you decided to make, right. and then let the audience decide. You know. You know what's hilarious is if you watch interviews of the actors from Suicide Squad, they always sound perpetually confused as to what the movie's actually about <laughs> yeah. or what their characters are. What's like, happening? They'll be like, oh, you know, I'll be like, I have a guy and I have fire, and the Captain and Boomerang guy's like, I have boomerang. I do things. I think I throw it, and I think it returns. I'm pretty I'm sure. S- I'm sorry. Every time, this is Katana. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. It oh was that God. line. I'm like, did you? This did they look Katana. at that line, and then they were like, that's good. Let's keep that one. Was that one take? And they like ran out of camera? As, as far as I know, there was an actual like big subplot for Katana. And I think that line was there because they cut it out. And they were like, this is Katana. She does this stuff. It's cool. She's so rad. Like, that's another one. Like, if you watch the early trailers for Suicide Squad, there's a lot of stuff in there with Katana. And I guess there was this huge subplot with her and her father and all this other thing that was supposed to happen. It was probably cool. Yeah, that was probably really cool that, you know, we got an introduction to Katana. You know, we got the this is Katana in, in a visual <laughs> format instead of yeah. Joel Kinnaman being a douchebag about the whole thing on the helicopter. And then they, like they cut out all a Joker, which is possible the most compelling thing about yeah. the movie. I yeah. know everybody hates Jared Leto, but I like this Joker. Okay, I wish so I would have seen more. We're going to get the most popular villain in history for our movie, but we're not going to put him in it. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I love Jared Leto, and mm-hmm. I love him as the Joker. And if they don't continue using him as the Joker, that is probably the biggest fuck-up they could make. I hope I think, they... Didn't sorry. he say he wasn't going to do it anymore? I th- I'm well, pretty sure he wants to. Oh, okay. I just know he was mad 
you know, they oh, yeah. cut a lot of his scenes out. So I don't know if he was deciding on staying on as Joker or not. But I don't know. and he did that rap video. I think he signed on to star as Joker again, and I'm <laughs> they pretty need sure. To give him, they they don't give him enough to. He's a brilliant actor. Yeah, that, man, and, and and like, if he fucks up this role, it's your it Warner Brothers. It's your fault. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, like you're getting one of the best actor, best young. Well, he's not a young actor anymore, really. I mean, he, he he's looks in his early forties. Yeah, uh, but you're gonna you're gonna get one of the best, hottest looking dudes ever. He's a great actor, and you're gonna not let him act. I, I don't know. Yeah, you're not gonna not gonna let him do his job. Yeah. So back to Infinity War. Yes, back to <laughs> Infinity War. Uh, we talked a lot about Thanos, but I don't know if you guys had any insight or. Um, any comments about the the other villains, the uh, the Black Order? Fucking loved them. Yeah. Uh, what did y'all think about the Black Order? Like, did y'all have a favorite one? Who was the main guy that was talking? That was on the spaceship. Squidward. <laughs> yeah, oh, Squidward. Dude, uh, Ebony he, Maw. Ebony he, Maw. I'm I'm sorry. Like this normally doesn't happen in these kind of movies, but he actually kind of creeped me out big time. He I love how he was so powerful that he would just do like tiny little movements with his finger and yes. it would do a bunch of damage. I love yes. like that's like that's such an anime thing where you have like somebody yeah, like super badass was, and they just move yeah. a little bit and then because they're so powerful they barely have to make an effort. Like he was just like waving his hand like huh here's ten stones. Pretty sure that was Damal Gleason that played that character. They kind of got rid of him a little too quick. I thought I wanted to yeah. see him yeah. do a little more I wizard shit. Felt it was almost like a cop out the way they killed him. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I don't think they probably would have been able to take him any other way, uh, creatively. I guess I don't know. He was um, pretty powerful. So yeah. like, he was like up. There. I think he's probably the most powerful out of all of them all. I, I, I like. love the designs of the Black Order. Like yeah. all the character designs of the Black Order were so cool. They yeah. looked very Diablo three. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Diablo three. That's I really perfect. liked the way uh, Black Dwarf looked. Black Dwarf was the big guy with the the axe and everything. Did he, he looked... have the like weird like almost Thor kind of helmet thing? The black he... sort of. God, he was so cool. I forget what his the name protruding is. head, and then yeah, I think he had like something on the sides. I just can't remember. I gotta see that right movie, way, but the movie's so sweet. Too good. Too good. That movie's too awesome. So what, what, what are you waiting for? Infinity War is coming out in May, right? And then just before that, it's Captain Marvel? Yes. But Captain Marvel takes place in the 90s, though, doesn't it? So I, I 80s. Think, They're 80s? saying it's going to take place it's in the, the 80s. 80s now? Yeah. Okay. I think partly, probably partially of the film might take take place earlier. I mean, are I, we going to... Go ahead. Because oh, uh, I just feel like... Uh, it, it just I just don't feel like why do we need to take it back to the 80s you know for the whole movie it just won't fit going from there and then into infinity war part two or whatever the, the whatever hey they call it i think they got infinity war pretty well figured out i'm gonna have faith for like the rest of the series mm. honestly but they uh, didn't already film both of yeah they did it's all done I, I don't think it's totally finished there's probably some uh like uh pickup shots or like a couple of reshoots they gotta do uh with any film they gotta do that but uh but yeah, they shot them together. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's a combined budget of I think four hundred million or three hundred fifty million or and something. They already made it back. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> a million times over. That that that'd be awesome if they like uh, if they saw the money it was making and kind of put a gave uh, Infinity War two some extra love. Mm. But, They're gonna have to really <laughs> like follow this up, like really nail that landing though. They I did, know because they, they set up some they shit they better be able to cash that check is what I'm saying. Right, I feel you on that. That's for sure because this is a this Infinity War is huge. Like, how do you live up to Infinity War? The biggest, 
gross, you know, highest grossing film of all time, fastest cross to to cross a billion dollars. Like, how can you follow? I it don't up? know, man. I just don't know how the second movie. Like, what can you do to impress? What you, I don't know. I can't even speak because kill I'm, I'm more still, people. I guess so. I mean, I but mean, like, well, did did Thanos? I did a glove get smushed at the end? It of, looked like it was, it was destroyed. All, yeah, but see. They never establish uh, what powers Thanos really have him by himself in this movie. So at the end, after the gauntlet looked destroyed, he did teleport after that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if he used the teleport. I don't know if he used the gauntlet to teleport, or he has his teleportation powers in the movie. Because in the comics, he does he can teleport. But mm-hmm. I don't know if that's from the Infinity Gauntlet or mm-hmm. or whatever. I mean, because. I can understand, like, people were, like, kind of shitting on the ending, like, oh, they're just going to bring everybody back. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but, but it's still, that. but it's still, like, a powerful, like, scene. It's still, you know, right when he does the snap, right after that, there's, like, no music. Yes. There's no, it's silence. It's just quiet eeriness. It's yeah. just quiet eeriness, and you see everybody blowing into the dust and over. Like, that's such a powerful ending, even if, if you know they're going to come back, which we don't know who all is going to come back. I mean, maybe he can only. Well, I mean, the even the movie itself and the internal logic of the movie, uh, Thanos brings uh, Vision back to life mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. takes the stone. So obviously, the gauntlet's capable of that. Um, which I was like, dang, Vision got killed twice. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that was pretty messed up. I was like, he did him dirty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see more Vision, man. Yeah, he yeah, was like so character. crippled in this movie too. He was nerfed. In his defense, he was. Snuck attack, sneak attack, whatever. <laughs> snuck attack. Snuck got, attack. He got snuck. He got snuck. <laughs> That's like three times the damage too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like he, he says, like uh, uh, he's not able to phase, and it's not supposed to. That's not supposed to happen. So he got fucked up pretty bad. So, because uh, I, I was having this conversation too, I was like, why was Vision such a whatever in this movie? Like, why was he so weak? And I forgot about that scene, but. Like, through that whole time, through the whole movie, he had a gaping hole in his stomach that he could never heal from, so. I just want to see more Vision movies. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. You want to see a Vision solo movie? Yeah. Why not? There's actually this really cool um, uh, standalone comic that Tom King wrote. It's called Vision, uh, oddly enough, and it's got Vision in it. Uh, But in it, uh, Vision goes rogue again, and he, like, builds a family out of like parts of himself and they're all like little mini visions like he has a kid and a wife <laughs> and he moves into a suburban neighborhood and tries to live a normal life and it was mm. actually like after this is after he broke up with uh scarlet witch you yeah. know they talk about in it who would break up with her oh, i wouldn't but i like I love, you. I love you i did like seeing uh quill finally confess his feelings for Gamora. It was nice yeah. to see that kind of little closure on that relationship. And everybody's all mad at him because he yeah. totally fucked up the whole plan. And I'm like, dude, he just found out his love of his life died. He's fucking one thinking straight. Yeah, I mean, I was having this conversation with another friend too. It was like, you know, at that state of mind, like if your mother just died or whatever, someone just took someone you love, you really think you're going to act rational in that situation? Fuck no. Especially and, Peter Quill. Yeah. He's already not rational when he's just normal. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, like, the, all this hate that he's getting and like uh chris pratt's gotta be sitting there like dang man everyone's dogging on my character <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it just like i mean in a, in a situation like that you would not act rationally so i don't blame i mean i blame him but i don't blame him if that makes sense 
He yeah, did he made, what his yeah. character would have done in that yeah. situation. Yeah, I mean, you have to follow through with all the traits of the character, mm-hmm. and that's what Quill would do. Mm-hmm. He never acts rationally. Never. Ever. I can't wait for Guardians 3. Yeah, I know. You liked Volume 2 when you watched it again? Yeah, well, I mean, it's grown on me. There, there's a lot of stuff I don't like about it. I still feel like the most important arc of that movie is... It goes out with a whimper, honestly. The whole father plot. Yeah, yeah. It's great, and I really appreciate what they're trying to do with it. But like every time it gets there, I'm like, I don't care, because it happens way too late in the movie, and there's nothing like really building up to it. And right, like, right. It's just kind of like, oh, I'm your father, and it's like, okay, it was I'm really, supposed to care like right now about that. I don't know. It was really, and, and I agree. Like it, I didn't really care either. But it was really just there to just kind of give confirmation of why he was able to handle. The Power Stone, I believe, in the first Guardians. Like even even though I don't like that, yeah. I still, I don't like how it was pulled off, but I still like what it is, and I still like what it means for the story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and of course the I love the special effects in Volume Two because it really shows Marvel starting to like. Well, Doctor Strange really was when Marvel started yeah. to go yeah, like yeah. really wild with oh, it. Yeah. But Volume Two, like, it, there's some really clever special effects in mm-hmm. there and all the uh what is it um mandel uh mandel bulb construct uh i forget what they call that uh the mathematical it's an algorithm that can build three-dimensional structures to make them like like i don't know it's called like mandel mandelbrot and something like yeah, that yeah mandelbulb const- mandelbrot con- construct but i forget what sure there's a s- sweeter word to describe what that is but i forget what the thing is but anyway cool special effects and i like it a lot more now all right are we done for tonight yeah can we stop so. talking about infinity war <laughs> yeah everyone damn it's almost as long as the movie i, I, yeah, I, I know feel right like, yeah i feel no, like all great. i've done is talk about infinity war for like the past two weeks straight. oh my god <laughs> i think we're gonna be talking about it even longer than that yeah it's just such an iconic movie uh very well done uh i am most likely gonna see it a third time i'll see it again oh. i'll see it again too for sure have to show all right this was episode 82 of real crime we are getting very old at this point (laughs) make sure you check out our new youtube series play this at youtube.com forward slash sf movie sleuth with that said we will be back next week with another episode of real crime on the original star wars trilogy so thanks thanks for for tuning in Visit us at www.themoviesleuth.com and find The Movie Sleuth on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and iTunes. 